Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon with J- Brandon Wong Pickups. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We're th- so thrilled that you are here with us listening right. to this here little old show. We are entering our fantastic fifth season, and um, we're very, very excited about things that we have coming up, including the thing that we're doing right now, tonight, today. We've got a great show because we've got a builder on that makes some great stuff. Well, that shouldn't be a shock to you because that's what this show pretty much is about. So um, without further ado, Mr. Person, who are you? Hey, my name is Charlie Mostaller. I am the man behind Cascade Pedals. North Carolina. Asheville. Thank, no, there's a lot of builders in North Carolina, I feel like. There are. Yeah, totally. It's, it's mostly over like Charlotte and then around the whatever triangle area, Durham, Raleigh, Charlotte. I mean, uh, Chapel Hill. There's, there's, I feel like there's pockets of builders. It's like, no, there's a, there's a bunch in North Carolina. There's a bunch in Nashville. There's a bunch in Pennsylvania. There's a bunch in like Portland area. I mean, I think it's where you, where you find uh, kind of artsy music communities, you know, where people have been DIYing their spaces and their shows and their amps and everything. You kind of find that. Right, right. I think there's a lot of marijuana grown in those areas, too. That uh, might have something to do with it. <laughs> I was just down there last summer. Uh, it was really fun. Not, I, I think it was a little south uh, past Asheville, but uh, it's beautiful down there. Yeah. Shenandoah. Oh, it's um, yeah. It's These mountains are amazing. Blue Ridge, man. I tell you what. Tell you what. Well, I tell you what. Now we <laughs> are. We're really excited to have you on, uh, Charlie. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, Charlie was kind enough to send us one of his premier pedals, and we'll get into that. It's a it's lot of fun. Yummy. It sounds fantastic. Where can people check out your stuff as they're listening along right now, Charlie? Uh, primarily cascadepedals.com that has all the stuff that I've gotten kind of regular production. And then, you know, of course I do, I have a stash of so many weird transistors that I'm constantly, you know, putting it on a breadboard and trying to figure out what the heck I can do with them. And then trying to mimic some, explore some old circuit, see what the heck it was about. And so I'll put one-offs and, weird enclosures and stuff up and those you know go into my reverb shop from my instagram page so instagram cascade pedals and cascadepedals.com are the best places right on right on so uh provided you're not driving go ahead and check those out <laughs> while you're doing this and um if you are just use your knees for sure no don't i can't believe i said that. i'm gonna have to edit that um all right, so we've got uh, we got a couple of announcements, and then we're going to get into uh, some awesome uh, stuff here, guys. We need to thank Road Mics for providing the Roadcaster Pro, this this awesome um, machine that is capturing our voices. Four channels: a USB channel, a, mo- um, a uh, uh, mobile channel. You can plug your phone right into it, and a Bluetooth channel. All being able to be recorded at the same time, it's Can pretty you get fantastic. TV channels on that? There are no TV channels. Sorry, oh, too bad. Yes, Rode, uh, pay attention. That could be a nice upgrade. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, so, and then also the Procaster mic, which is just a fantastic microphone for this. But you know what, guys? They also make a lot of microphones for playing live, recording your in-home work, and also for uh, mobile phones and cameras and and uh, video bits. So, you know, if you want to record your your uh, guitar playing, your you know, your writing, your music writing, whatever you're doing, uh, that's a great way to do it. So check them out. Can you I'll record s- phone calls on shut that? Shut it, Tony. <laughs> 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 that's just my default. You might you some one of these days I'm gonna say that and you're gonna be like I was like, wait, actually that was really good, Tony. <laughs> yes, I know. You'll regret it someday. I know someday. <laughs> you always do. So I wanted to share something. We, I love when we get great mail from people. Um, we need a little jing. Jared, you want to do something for like mail call? It's mail call. <laughs> it sounds oddly like the other one you do. Um, all right. This is from uh, our new patron, Anders Gunderson. <laughs> That's a great name. Uh, it says, I've been playing guitar for about 16 years, but uh, with varying degrees of focus and consistency. Well, I think that's kind of like all of us. Um, In the last three years, I've been practicing more and have bought a lot of gear. Hooray for you. Yes. My main guitar is a modded offset Telecaster with dual P90s. Lollers. Sorry, Jared. (laughs) No, Lollers is a great choice. Yeah, it's a great choice. My pedal board uh, signal chain order is a Old Blood Noise Endeavors Alpha Haunt Fuzz. A Tech 21 Sansamp Paradriver, a Jam Double Dreamer. Hey, we that, that's a great pedal. We gave one of those away, actually. Um, dual Overdrive, and the um, Earthquaker Devices Plumes, a Jam Ripley Fall, Native Audio Midnight Phaser, and there's our boy Mike. Jam Big Chill. He's really into these jam pedals. Whew. Jam yeah. Big Chill Tremolo. They're great. Strymon Deco, e, uh, Earthquaker Devices Avalanche Run, and Earthquaker Devices Space Spiral Modulated Delay. That's a lot of great pedals. Wow. Mm-hmm. All this runs into a Blues Junior, which I run into a Sure Reactive Load IR. Wow. So I can practice and record silently in an apartment. That's a good idea. It sounds like an episode we had not too long it ago. It sounds an awful lot like an episode and a, and a great sounding rig so far. Uh, thanks for making the show. I don't have a lot of friends who are into guitar for the uh, to the extent that I am, so it's nice to have you guys to fill in that niche for me. Keep up the great work, and thank you for all that you do. Thank you so much. Oh, oh he says, uh, happy holidays, happy new year, and good riddance to 2020. Anders. Hey, all right, Anders, thank you so much for yeah. sharing that with us. It was really cool hearing about... What every what you're playing? Uh, we all enjoy hearing what each other are playing. So that was that was um, really cool. Appreciate it. I think that's kind of it for you know newsy kind of things. Um, why don't we talk about uh, what's going on in our music worlds this week? Tanya Bologna, we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I tried i tried you my bust any kneecaps lately <laughs> or get your kneecaps busted <laughs> I, I tried on my uh on my siri i said uh hey siri called tanya Bolonsky and <laughs> that didn't work it didn't work but i'm gonna make it work i'm gonna figure it out all right we're, tony's gonna kick us off and then we're gonna hop over to charlie Ah, cool. well charlie you'll be pleased to know that you inspired me this week hmm I checked out a lot of the things that you've been doing. I know I see you when you're sleeping. I know when you're awake. 
That's weird. <laughs> My eyes are wide. <laughs> no, I uh, I was really I thought the uh, the Scooby Doo pedal that you did uh, yeah. was super cool. So I started poking around on uh, on eBay and I found the same company that makes that uh, game controller, whatever joystick. TV games. Yeah. Yes. They have some other cool stuff, which I found a couple of broken ones and a couple uh, working ones on the cheap. So I, uh, I'm waiting for them to come in, but I ordered a Millennium Falcon. Oh, heck yeah. I'm going to turn that into a fuzz face. Oh. So, because it fits. I mean, it's the right size and everything. Oh, I, they're perfect for like smaller circuits. Yep. You just kind of go in there with... Uh, you know, some angled pliers and just cut out all the little bits of plastic that they the molds use to grab on and to give mm-hmm. plastic some. It's not really structural. Yeah. Um, and just rip all that stuff out. Just make sure when you're drilling, it's that stuff is really soft plastic. So if you're using a strep drill or something, you can go mm-hmm. way past where you want to. Gotcha. That's a good tip. I, I, I tend to work with plastic on a daily basis. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You make pickles. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but cool. I was wondering if you were going to just go, but, hey, uh, thanks, or, or actually do that. I'm kind of glad you do that. It is funny. really crappy plastic. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure that it is. And then I also ordered a Darth Vader controller, that's which I'm going to wow. put two red LEDs in his eyes. I'm not sure what I'm going to turn that into. And then, then I just happened to find a Thomas the Tank Engine uh, controller that I'm I'm not sure what I'm going to make out of that, but it's like his smokestack is the joystick. So that's where the switch is going to go. Oh, boy. Excellent. Yeah, so, use the, use the, you put the switch where the joystick goes. I've got a Pac-Man one that I'm working on where there's like a bunch of little Pac-Man on it and a big one. And I'm trying to get each Pac-Man's eyes to be a different color, but yeah. also a different VU meter on this, but also like a treble VU and a bass VU and a mid VU. So they'll light up how you play, but it's got to be like a fuzz or something, but they would light up differently. Oh, cool. Yeah. (laughs) So that was, that was, that was my fun for this week. Excellent. So thanks for the inspiration. Right on. Charlie, how about you? Uh, I guess what I, I was going to say that I wrote a song, but it hasn't, it's in its nascent stages yet. So I don't want to jinx myself. So I'm going to say, which is, this is true. I did do this this past week and it's been a huge new world for me is I created a wet dry rig. I had had my jam space, half my workspace in the basement set up to have essentially people come over and play and maybe we could do a kind of house recording and or mm-hmm. record parts, you know, but it was set up to have a bunch of people ready to go. You plug in, turn a couple different switches on and boom, six people are playing. But of course, you know, that isn't happening anytime soon. It hasn't happened since last February when I had people over for my birthday. So, so I was just like, let me just take some of these amps and try and do this wet dry thing. Let me see what can happen. Because I always found that my wet stuff was too muddy. I like to put a lot of effects on and be noisy sometimes, but it's it does get pretty blurred pretty quickly. And so I just have this cab that I built. It's a two by 12 with some I forget, it's, I forget the name of the company, but it's like the cheaper American Celestian. They're made out in California. I forget the name of it, uh, but really nice, 
uh, speakers. And then I built a little L5, a clone of the L5 uh, Moog, like uh, solid state that BB King used that Aeon FX has a huge giant PCB that you can build. And it's an amazing little amp. And instead of just having, and it sounds so good clean. And so I was like, wait, why don't I just take my other amp, which is just a Champ 100, big, nice, the modern Champs, just like clean pedal platform, but loud and clean. And yeah, I got a couple, a little gig rig isolator. I I already had a one of those Swiss things from EQD. And so I just kind of rejigged it to use its phase stuff and spent a while matching the phases of the speakers. Cause I also have a looper like a RC 50 that I want on its own speaker. And also to be able to go out to the main mixer so I can get it on the PA. And so it's essentially a wet, dry, wet loop rig. There's a lot of stuff happening, but you, you stand in front of it and it's amazing. I hadn't ever done that before any sort of stereo or wet dry panning kind of thing. And it is, it's really cool. You you know, I I don't know if you guys have ever tried it um, or are fans of the wet dry, but you know, it's not, I'm just playing by myself in my basement. Why not set up some crazy, complicated, amazing <laughs> sounding thing? It's not like I need to replicate it on a stage anytime soon. Right. Exactly. You know, um, you mentioned basement and we, we say basement all the time out here. Um, I growing up on the West coast, I was, I was like basement. What, you know, there's no basements out there. Um, and it wasn't until I came out, uh, you know, this way first in Minnesota and then down in Ohio, I was like, basements rule basements are so essential. And, uh, if you're a musician, it's the best because you don't have to worry. You really don't have to worry about sound as to the degree that you would, if you don't have a basement. So for as a kid, we grew up, you know, my friend's family, the drummer, his family lived in a house with an old 50s bomb shelter in the basement. Oh, it was, what? A, it, nice. it was a big place, but you you couldn't hear anything. I mean, like, <laughs> it was amazing. We would come around the corner in that bomb shelter and it would just be a blast of like really bad, like blink 182 covers <laughs> and just yelling at you like a wall of them, you know, and it's like the worst acoustics in a bomb sure, shelter right sure. you know eh. awful and we're all point i mean it was but yeah we that's we cut our teeth in that bomb shelter and and i oh, even to this yeah. day i talked to my friend's mom like i thank you so much for letting us make so much noise and she, she's like we couldn't hear you yeah <laughs> that's <is> so cool <laughs> wow that's fun jared how about yourself pal so this will be an extension of the <clears throat> acoustic pickup a few ex- episodes ago um i made an acoustic pickup for i have a martin veterans uh model it's like a d28 but it's a something else 28 or something really great guitar uh perfect for the um uh the tone wood effects module that, that i have awesome yeah so that's i think that's going to be it that's the one i'm going to attach the magnets to inside the guitar permanently and use that guitar exclusively for that so what i want to do is instead of having a stupid wire dangling out of the hole which i hate Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's not in the way, but I just know it's there and it's flappy and I don't like it. So, um, the guitar currently has the, the wooden peg and, uh, I don't, I don't know if a lot of you are familiar with the old Martins or the, the newer higher model Martins, but they don't use a screw and a metal thing. They actually use a nice wooden peg, um, as a strap button. Uh, you know, a, a strap hooky, end pin. Yeah. End pin, a hooky dooky dewey thing that you put on the thing. <laughs> the hooky dewey so, thing. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I ordered, I like the one, you know, the one that came with the guitar, I'm going to take it off and put it in the case. So I ordered a new one from the old Stu Macaroo, uh, stumac.com. And, and uh, of course, it's taken forever to get here. Usually it takes a day because they're like an hour and 10 minutes away from me, but. It's just taking longer, but I, I want the thing. But I I want to see how how I could, you know, possibly um, make a connection at that point with a wooden why, peg. Well, why don't you just put a... Um, I don't want to remount the end okay. of the guitar. That's why. Okay. That would be the smarter way to do it. It would, but if I could pull off using a wooden peg... I can put it back to the way it was it without drilling. Are you without a pirate? Reaming holes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's yeah. my favorite band. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so Please. anyway, about, uh, about the NPEG, because I'm talking about the NPEG. I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to try to make a connection there. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but I'm going to figure how, it out. How about... Um, could you just drill a hole in the center of that peg and then just run it and run wire through it, wire through it. I I thought about that, but then I'll have a big old long dangling wire hanging out of it that I always have to plug in when I get the guitar out. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I want to have the option of not plugging it into that thing, you know, to the, to the, the, this is quite a conundrum. It is. Have you tried Bluetooth? No, <laughs> I mean, no, Frank Zappa got, would just cut a hole in the back and then yeah, put it on. I know, man. <laughs> nice big access hole. No, I, um, hmm. you got the wheels turning on that Bluetooth aid idea. That's not a terrible idea. Seriously. Hmm. Well, hmm. spend some time on that and get back to us. Um, man. by the way, uh, so I did go over to Jared's, I did play his Martin. With that tone wood on it, with his which the, with the pickup that he created for the sound hole to work with this tone wood thing, and uh, you know I was wowed. It did sound yeah. pretty fantastic. It's a yeah. little bit awkward because there's a it's like a it's a, it's a pretty substantial you know it's like a pedal size kind of thing, not quite as deep, but um, you know the the footprint of like a big muff, but just skinnier. Like, mm-hmm. and it's plastic and it's stuck to the back of the thing. So it, that's the only weird part about it, but, um, it sounded Something great. Used to, yeah. Yeah. If are, you're are playing you, all the time, you wouldn't even notice it. I don't think. Are you using I a magnetic? Really, I really want to try one. Yeah. Jared, are you, did you make a magnetic pickup for it or? I, I, yeah, I did. And, and, uh, I used a wide range bobbin. Oh. And ah. then I use, uh, that black acrylic plastic that, um, I got from you, and I kind of yeah. made housing around it. It looks like a professional acoustic guitar sound hole pickup. 
Nice. Well, it is a professional. You are a professional. It right? is professional. It is yeah. a professional. I'm gonna like I'm gonna tweak it out. Maybe put some cork to hold it a little better. And I think you should it. sell those. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or don't. <laughs> I don't know. I could. Why do I want to make more money? Why would I want to do that? <laughs> I'll I'll make one for you guys if you want. I don't I don't need one, but I'm sure many other people who own tone woods do. Anyways, uh, more on the you know how to market your stuff later. Um, right. The uh, uh, legit. It was great. It sounds great. If you're interested in this, hit Jared. I hit Jared up because then you then you guys can talk about it. Right. Um, for me, I got some really cool little light things for Christmas. Uh, How about you, Todd? Um, well, Tony, for <laughs> I got these really cool light things for Christmas. Um, they're made by Newer, and I I think I kind of mentioned them a little bit before. But this week, um, I had to figure out a way to rig them up so that they so that I could just you know record something real quick for the show and not have to put up and tear down little lighting things and all kinds of stuff. And I've got a family, so I don't have a room all to myself where I can just leave everything up. Um, Eric Marrow, our friend, uh, has got a pretty sweet setup in his joint and his stuff is up all the time. So he can just go in there and it looks, you know, professional production quality all the time. I doubt mine ever will, but this is a good step forward. Um, so I did that. And then just, you know, beginning of the year, I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to clean this whole area. And I uh, mean, there's something therapeutic about like rearranging stuff when you start to get wires and cables and junk and hanging all over the place and pedals here and there and picks all over the place. So that just, you know, it's therapeutic. I like that kind of thing. I'm a little bit OCD. I'm just a little does bit. it bring you joy? It does. Because when I'm done, I'm like, ah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, how about some of this? One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Yo, Charlie. Hey, Tony. Hey, have you ever used pedals before? Occasionally. How do you mm. hook your cables? <laughs> how do you hook your pedals together? Generally, I use cables. Have you ever heard of Tour Gear Designs cables? You mean the best patch cables on the market? Not only are they the best, they're the most reliable and most cost-effective. Sounds good to me, Tony. You should try them because they're cool, they're flat, they're tiny. You can mix and match where they go in and out of. It's really cool stuff. Jared, I think, has one or two. I've got like uh, 35, 40 of them. Holy moly. Oh, hey, guys. They just came out with some really, really long ones, too, which is really cool. I got some of those. If you need some... Awesome patch cables. Check out tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs. Why, you ask, Tony? Because you can get some money off. That's right. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. I say your entire order because I I can almost guarantee that gets me out of any legal mumbo jumbo. You're not just going to get one cable because they are crazy affordable and you will realize this is a pretty good deal and these are pretty amazing cables. So you're going to get a bunch of them. You're going to get 10% off that. TourGearDesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs and get that discount on some fantastic patch cables. All right, Charlie, we need to hear your four on the floor right about now. Hit it. Hey, all right. Well, I'm assuming, I always forget if this is allowed, that there's an amp that might have some reverb on it. So we're just going to assume that. Okay. Um, but yeah, for me, it's definitely number one is a whammy. 
up front. I have a Whammy 4. It has MIDI capabilities, so I use a Disaster Area MIDI baby to cycle through just what I want to use. And I love it. You know, I mostly use the fourth, fifth in the fifth position, so it's just giving me a fifth added to it or the dive bombs and then the double octaves and you can, you know, with delays, you can get some nice cool things that you can pad and loop them and then just leave it. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I don't think I could ever have a board without a whammy sitting next to it. So let's, let's uh, put a little color to this. Anybody that doesn't maybe know exactly what that is. I'm sure you've seen them. They're big. They're red. This is a Digitech whammy. They look it's, you know, it's a, it's, it almost looks like a wah pedal, but it's not. So don't get confused with wah and whammy. This is a totally different thing. Can you tell them a little bit about what that sound does just for someone who maybe doesn't know the the difference between those two? Well, yeah. So a, a wah is like a filter, whereas the whammy is adding in, if you're using it on the octave side, it's adding in some sort of a seventh, a sixth, a fifth, and you can then sweep between say a fourth and a fifth a sixth and a seventh and then on the other side it has an octave up so you can sweep from your position to an octave up or two octaves up or an octave down and an octave two octaves down and then it has the dive bomb mode so you can dive bomb and you're using the pedal to do it whereas with the wah you know you get a much more narrow filter sweep that you're working right, with right right it's it's a digital effect that think, think is, troy van leeuwen from uh, queens of the stone age that's or a, tom morello or i mean tom he, morello he uses it in so many revolutionary ways yes i i always use it with a loop pedal too to keep it like you know a loop switcher to keep it because it's not true bypass mm. you right up front having a I, i'm a true bypass fan especially up front on my chain Gotcha, gotcha. Now, is uh, that pedal still being made? The, I think they are making Whammy 5s, but they're never going to make any more. My understanding of what's happening at Digitech, and it's funny, I actually have another essentially Digitech pedal on here, um, but that they're still making all the sellers, but they're not really doing R&D into new products. Mm. So, you know, you could buy a Rubberneck. You can buy a Whammy 5, I believe, the one that has the pitch section as well where you can detune you know uh the the pitch shifter so you can what is that other pedal the pitch fork the you know, ricochet like, yeah the ricochet so it has that added on too on the other side of the it's the pedal point part is in the middle of two sides of the pedal that yeah. thing's pretty the, cool. the ricochet is like the, the the actual like standard pedal size version with just a single on off switch where the the whammy has got the actual foot rocker pedal <laughs> exactly very cool how about number two so number two is a, a fuzz face of some kind in my case it's i got myself a sun face with some uh, stimulus money back in march mm, analog and man analog man the ge you know i mean i can make a fuzz face but and i do make a bunch of them i wanted to i wanted to have the holy grail you know, see what these mythical transistors right. and and what Mike's circuit is. And it really is just phenomenal. You can, whatever guitar you're using, if you, you know, you just put one or two screws on the back and it, it's such an amazing pedal The I have the NKT, whatever red dot version. So not the true two seven fives, but still pretty amazing 
Germany. Now, how long did you actually have to wait for that pedal? No, no, they make those. They that's you're not waiting. You could buy it right from Analog Man today, and it would be there. And this was actually during the pandemic, right, where they were even more spaced out than they normally are and, mm. and limited. And it took you know just a few weeks. Um, you you know it's kind of Analog Man. It's great. It's like a menu. You. You know, you want a sun face? Okay, well, do you want three knobs, two knobs? Do you want side jacks, top jacks? Which transistors do you want? It's it's amazing. You get exactly what you want, and, you know, they make it for... It, these are going to last for your entire life. They will last beyond you. Right, right. And then also, if you do... Uh, I do remember um, if you sign up... I think it's like email of the day. If you, you So if you sign up for the email, you get... I believe you get, like the the what's up on like new stuff or new lists or new builds that are coming on it oh uh, yeah maybe i mean they Pretty just sure. made that they made that cool pelican thing which is like the it just makes the the seagull sounds from the from echoes <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome how about number three so number three is the MT-10 Mostortion, which is the you know what led to me making my Hostortion, <clears throat> which you know I mean it's just I only make pedals that I like really that I am obsessed with the circuit and want to make them a little better, and it's just the drive that did it for me when I first got into pedals. It was I, I mean it's I, I like having a three band EQ something about the chip itself um and it, you know it, it's relatively straightforward it's kind of like the nobles in that it's a slightly more like refined and more heavily filtered or engineered version of a common kind of soft clipping overdrive but it really is just a great pedal you can get that awesome low gain tone you can get nice mid tone and then you can get some high gain stuff especially if you're pushing it with another pedal so if i just had one overdrive distortion it's like that's that's the one for sure the distortion by ibanez i think they only made them for like two years or four years maybe back mm. in the late 80s yeah i think 80s or 90s yeah right it, it was like 88 to 92 or something that sounds about right yeah Fantastic. All right. Number four. So this is that other DOD, which is the rubberneck delay. And I don't know. I mean, I love lots of different delays and I had to think about this one a little bit, but it is just the most useful. It, the fact it has like a, you can get a, an expression out that, and I just made myself with some like arcade switches, just a three-way switch that opens up what you can do. So you have five switches, the rubberneck, which for those who aren't familiar with this, it, it's a dig, it's an analog delay with digital control, kind of a la Chase Bliss, but made by DoD and Tom uh, Cram over at DoD, the kind of like his, his masterpiece of putting together this analog digital hybrid so it has tap tempo it has modulation you can control the tone of the and the gain of the repeats you can you know it's got mix it's got um this rubbernecking effect where you can tap the rubbernecking and it'll slow it down and then speed it back up to a certain kind of expression interval mm -hmm. i mean it's just it, it's, you, it's by far just the most versatile reliable oh and it has three tempo divisions too so you can have dotted eighths and 
it's yeah i mean i just i don't think you could and and trails on and trails off too i mean exactly like just there's just no other delay that is so warm and analog that is just has all of the features right there and can be integrated it is a lot of features on that i, I mean i'm not a person who can deal with like alternate menus or like where the, the knobs do two things at once and that's the thing about this one especially when you put add a switcher a three switch switcher everything is out in the open you can right. see everything and so it's just it like it's responsive say all of a sudden i'm like oh i want to do this delay sound and i haven't programmed it in and it's like really fast you know dotted eighth long trail delay thing to do some pink floyd thing mm -hmm. i can make that happen in like 30 seconds really really tactilely mm -hmm. without and and you know it, it is uh, it's kind of i can't, i don't think there's another delay pedal that is as like responsive in that way where you can just be like i want to make this delay sound here let me turn this boom 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 and it's done i kind of want to see somebody do, put like a uh, elvis on that from rubbernecking i don't know why <laughs> i just because it's it such a it's not necessarily the most handsome pedal out there. No, it is definitely <laughs> worthy of a rehouse. And I keep thinking about doing it, but I also, it's like, I use it anytime I'm playing guitar because I have other delays that do other sounds. This is mm -hmm. the one that's the, the toolbox, whatever delay sound I would come up with in my mind in the moment, I can get it out of this really quickly. Right. And so I couldn't take it off the board to take it apart and, you know, like there's no time for that. It's, it's, <laughs> I'd have to get another one and then sell this, you know? Yeah. Or put two Tonys on it. That would be. It <laughs> <laughs> better be a bigger pedal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's not very big and it also beyond the control switch, you can also have an expression pedal. So it's, you know, I mean, Wow. Yeah. What a, what a pedal. A lot going on there. Hey, that's four fantastic pedals. And the Rubbernecks made it on here before. So has the Whammy. Those have both been on about at least, at least two other times. I'm pretty sure. So uh, more, more uh, verification, validation, I should say there, people. Go check out the Rubbernecks. They, uh, they're around uh, used with like 100 and 60 to 200 bucks no even cheaper man even like cheaper man oh, oh yeah they're like 150 dollars 150 dollars look uh, we're oh, the sales wow. happening right now we're we're I, dropping I, we're I don't, slashing I don't prices really need to be shilling for dod because like, it's some <laughs> they're owned by who the heck knows what but like it is an affordable delay for people out there i know we're in a cash strapped time so you know if you're looking for full feature but can't pony up for a, a total recall or something right this will do it. Fantastic. Good stuff, man. Well, thank you so much for doing that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we are listening to Charlie. Um, and, and I'm, and I'm going to butcher your last name. So just say it for us one more time. Mostaller. Mostaller. Yeah. I see. I was gonna, cause I was going to say Mostaller. And yeah, I was like, good. nope, that's not it. Don't say it, Todd. We're guessing too. We don't, no one knows the person, you know, we haven't interviewed our 17th century ancestor to ask him what the heck he was doing. We are listening to Charlie Smith from uh, <laughs> Cascade. <laughs> Charlie David. <laughs> Charlie David. Yeah. Uh, Charlie so, David, exactly. Yeah, Charlie yeah. David. Charlie uh, David. <laughs> so we're listening. Uh, we've got, we've got uh, Charlie here from Cascade Pedals on the show tonight and we're really excited because he he's 
got one of the the best sounding distortions out there. I mean, it's like it's a it's a pretty straight up distortion, uh, but it. Whenever I say that, I feel very I feel that's limiting. This is not a limiting pedal. This has got a lot of range, and that's I think something that all three of us really responded to. Oh yeah, I've thought about calling it a drive. But the thing is, is it very much is an homage to the original and the original is not available affordably or in good repair. You can get them in really bad condition for 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. So it very much is an homage, but it is certainly is much more than a distortion. Yeah. Or or an homage, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's just let's talk about this real quick and then we'll we'll, we'll kind of like toss this up i we're all really excited to talk to you about this pedal this is the distortion, the the mosfet distortion now first of all w- explain to us what exactly that means and then we are gonna hit you with all the good stuff that we like about it so mosfet you know people have probably heard of jfets which a lot of times in pedals are what people use to recreate amp circuits but there's a FET, which is a field effect transistor. It's a, it's a type of amplifier, essentially. And they are often used in these kind of amp-in-the-box pedals or what amp sim pedals, you know, trying to mimic a Plexi or mm-hmm. a JCM 800 or something like that. And this one's just like a chip version of it, right? An 8-pin dip uh, format of it that was, I guess, common in the 80s for switching circuits, I would assume. Who even knows what um, in general amplification? But, of course, Ibanez, you know, they took advantage of their very large supply chain and used what they had in it. And then it just became no longer available. They discontinued the pedal. Like, the original MT-10 ran with that classic, you know, lots of people have seen the Tube Screamer TS-10, it's that same format, the kind of weird boss thing going on with the uh, Pac-Man knobs. And then that's that it just kind of disappeared. And I love, you know, country rock, and that's in kind of a clean edge of breakup tone, but then also being able to have like a much more distorted lead tone and the reason I discovered this pedal, of course, is because Moss Torsion Moss Toller. I was like, what the heck is that? I got to figure this out. And it never left my board. So, um, you know, trying to recreate that pedal, unfortunately, those chips are unavailable. The new chip is just an upgraded version of it instead of what's a CMOS, it's a BIMOS. Just, I mean, I'm a modern. And what I did to it is just tweaked, let, tried to leave the EQ as much as possible and juice out as much headroom and, and as much volume as I could get out of it, which is what I felt was a little bit lacking in the original. The original pedal compresses and starts to break up before, like pretty, you know, maybe 11 o'clock on that gain knob. And I wanted mm-hmm. that to happen more around three o'clock to turn it into less of a distortion. And really, cause a lot of people, that's how they use it with the gain turn of the original all the way down. So it's like, how can I juice more like medium gain overdrive tones out of this circuit? Yeah. And that's what ended up. And I actually, it's funny. I have to give credit to this guy, Richard, uh, Richard Mary out there who, He's a Moss Torsion obsessionist. He's collected every single company that's ever tried to make a clone of it before. And 
he helped me with the development. All of my prototypes I would send to him and he'd compare them to all the other clones and be like, you need a little bit more of this, that. And so thank you, Richard. And he also said this, he, he kind of teased me out of making only custom pedals into deciding to release like a production model, which I hadn't thought I was necessarily ready to do. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you've been cloning this. Now you've got this prototype. Like people will buy this. You yeah. should do it. It's a great sound title. So thanks, Richard. This was also featured on Premier Guitar, uh, Premier Gear. That was that must have been pretty fun to get. Nice. I think they have in the Premier Guitar ranks some other people who are closet Mostortion MT10 fans. Who mm-hmm. it's a kind of a bit of a cult thing. There are people who know and they keep it secret because. There's such a limited supply and they're session guitarists and people who play and record regularly and they want them. (laughs) They want to buy them for their set. So uh, I think that had a little bit to do with it. Um, They saw, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's cool. It, it was cool. So uh, Jared and Tony both got to play with it. I know Tony's chomping at the bit to talk about it. So Tony, take it away. Chomp. Um, yeah, I really, I actually very, very much enjoyed using this pedal. Um, I, I, I mean, I found it to be very customizable in terms of tone. And I think the, obviously the three band EQ helps out a lot with that. Um, my question was, I mean, in, in, by comparison to this, to the, uh, inspiration pedal, um, circuit wise, is it very similar or did you make some other tweaks? Oh, it's, it's extremely similar. I mean, it takes the same, what's the word that Josh got? Topography, mm-hmm. right? And there's just a few changes to make the modern chip function effectively, you know? So there are some part value changes. There's different transistors from the original, and then the just transistors are going to need slightly different biasing. So it's, it's you know, it's a s- different parts, and there are some other changes to the op amp feedback circuit but it is essentially you know if you put the two schematics up for people who are guitar people you know you can see a rat clone in a schematic if you know what a rat looks like mm-hmm. you if you were familiar with the mt10 you would be able to tell but it also does look like a tube screamer to a certain degree like there you know it is a very kind of that that familiar soft clipping topography um, with some hard clipping after. I mean, it, the main difference is just to take advantage of the benefits of this chip, which is twice as powerful, really. It could give you way more gain. Oh yeah, and can handle more voltage. I'm gonna. I'm working on an 18 volt version uh, eventually. So that's. I had. Uh, I had fun with it uh, at Tony's place. I I visited Tony uh, around Christmas and. I mess with it, and and uh, what I liked about it, I I don't want to say it has the full uh, range of a wah, but man, darn near. Because I was I was playing with the one button on there. I I don't remember what button it is. Forgive me, but I was like, gosh, man, you could like this is kind of like a cocked wall type wah type of thing. And then uh, on top of that, I wanted to ask you, um, I don't know how much conversation you have with some of your customers on this particular pedal, but do they tell you the gear they're using with the pedal? Is there a certain amp that kind of sticks out or, um, 
that people use with this pedal? I mean, because in my opinion, I think you use this pedal with pretty much any amp out there. I get a mix, to be honest. It's funny because I do get everyone who gets one is like, holy moly, this is never leaving my board. <laughs> and even bassists are like, I, I've been making a bass version of it where I just add an active blend to it, a clean blend to it, and then just change the input caps to allow more bass in and out. Um, and which, you know, with a guitar, it would get muddy, but with a bass into a bass amp, you don't have to worry about it so much. And right. yeah, I mean, people play it with Telecasters into Fender stuff like that Nashville kind of like a lot. That's And they're playing it low gain, right? They're never turning the gain knob past 10 o'clock. And mm -hmm. they're, you know, getting a little bit of a mids push. But then I know people who use it like as a distortion where they've got the mids sweeped and they've got the distortion knob like more or less cranked and they're mm. just diming it. So it's funny. Yeah. People use all sorts of stuff with it. Now. So coming from us. So Tony's Tony, tell me what gear that you were using in this on. Um, I ran it primarily into my, uh, Vox AC 15 hand wired, um, which is, you know, it's got a little bit of that British growl to it, but, uh, definitely Pretty clean. It's a brighter amp on, yeah. on and more on the clean side. And this, this, I mean, I found it really useful. I mean, and then just being able to tweak the, the EQ on it really made just a world of difference. I mean, I could make single coil pickup guitars sound like humbucker guitars, uh, and vice versa. You know, if I had to scoop out the mids for a humbucker uh, guitar, it, it, it did the same thing. So very useful. And, and I think as, as you said, it, you could probably use it with just about, any uh, any rig, yeah. And then Jared, we we were over at Jared's house. He got to play it on two different things. We uh, Jared, you had it plugged into that big behemoth Marshall uh, oh, going yeah, into a, a, a Les Paul and God Almighty. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the nineteen seventy three uh, JMP, and that's that's been modded. But you know, obviously, we put it through the clean channel. So we can, you know, <laughs> hear it. Yeah, but that's it, how it, I yeah, got it. In in some late seventies cabinets, I mean, just it was a full stack, and it just, yeah, it was. I think it was turned up to what one or two. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, we're old; we don't want our eardrums to blow up. But but yeah, it was uh, tonally amazing. Tonally, it it was really stunning. I mean, honestly, and then Zach actually came over zach's been mentioned on the show several times he's got he's got a show on uh, youtube as well what's that sh what, what's his show called the uh, string debate the great string debate right and uh he's a heck of a player and he walked in and jared hit it and we both looked at each other and we're like holy moly this sounds fantastic and it was like arena it just sounded all of the all of the things you want when you hit you know just a, a power chord or go into a, uh, a little solo bit is it was is very very impressive that's how i first played it was with my les paul into a marshall mm -hmm. and like playing it as a distortion pedal and then eventually i kind of fell into a telecaster I did. I discovered the Telecaster mm -hmm. and was playing with the Telecaster low gain i was like wait what this does this too <laughs> I don't understand how it could be so, you know, versatile. It yeah. really, the circuit, something about the way the 
EQs and the drive section work together, you can get, you know, a lot of pedals, everything affects everything else. It's yeah. not so much in this one. You can, you know, it. it's not like, in, in like a EQ, like a graphic EQ that you can pull one frequency, but you know you're not necessarily in, when you increase the gain, adding more high end to, or to the signal. You know it, it, you, it depends where the EQ is. There's a way that they interact and also don't interact that is just amazing. Yeah, it's it's really responsive too, and that's the thing that whenever I see a, a distortion pedal, whether it's, it's true word. or not, I always yeah. feel like well. I'm going to get locked into this thing and no matter what it's, it's kind of like if you're, if you're using a phaser, especially like an old MXR phaser, no matter what, it's going to sound like that phaser, no matter what you do that, it, it, everything will sound like that phaser and distortion feels like that, where that's where I think where a lot of people say, I want the versatility of an overdrive where a distortion is going to be like, I'm on it's distortion. It's on, but, and in, even to the point where you're, maybe losing pick attack because it's just like, it's just the straight distortion signal, but this has a lot of response to it, which yeah, I, I really like appreciate that kind of like the 1981 compared to the rat where you have sure it's based off of the original circuit, but mm -hmm. it's much more responsive. Yeah. Yep. 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 Cool. So, um, uh, hopefully everybody is now, I mean, I don't think we can sell that thing any harder. Not that we are trying to, I mean, I, I say that kiddingly, but I, honestly, this is not, hopefully everybody who's been listening to this show, we are not trying to push or shill pedals or anything like that, but we get emphatic about things that we really like. And it's just like, if you have a, gr some great food and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing here. Try it. And we're, that's what, that's all we're doing. Well, thank you so much guys too. It means a lot to hear you say that. Yeah, you bet. Now, what else you got cooking aside from your crazy mystery machine and SpongeBob and stuff? I know you're doing some other things. Um, what you want to, uh, tell us about anything else here? Well, sure. I mean, right now, so I've been making this version of the harmonic energizer, which is another, this is a true so-called hen's tooth rarity. I'm a huge Zappa nut. I mean, I've always been very inspired by every hit, like, you know, his mentality, his music, everything really mm -hmm. about him. And someone gave me this book of his gear like years ago, uh, you know, the sound behind Frank Zappa. Some dude worked with the family to just like catalog every piece of equipment that he had oh. ever used, photographing everything, every guitar, every amp. I mean, talking with the guys who did the, I mean, it's just amazing. If you're a Frank Zappa person and you are a gear person, this book is Alice in Wonderland. I mean, it is a rabbit hole. And I, had heard about this pedal that was the, the Sistec Harmonic Energizer, which is it for a second uh, when one of you got, I think it was Tony was talking about it as the wah with the, with the, the treble, it's definitely the treble knob of the distortion. It made me think of this in my mind because it is essentially what you would think a wah is. It filters the, the tone, but it does it in a very different way. You can pick how wide the bandwidth is. You can dial in the exact tone. And so I've been making this for a while. People who are Frank Zappa fans love it because it's kind of a fuzz, kind of a drive, but also kind of this filter. And it allows you to sometimes get that wah kind of like weird, 
where you you kind of redline the sound for a half a second on one spectrum of the frequency spectrum and then it comes back down you can get that kind of blown out frequency mode but you can also dial it back and use it to position the sound so you can pull yourself out of the mix and kind of isolate the guitar and make it sound really big and fat and overwhelming or kind of like far and distant and frank would do it all the time and so now I'm making a treadle version. I've found enclosures and I figured out how to mod all the different parts of the circuit to make it work. And what so did I'm, you call it? A treadle? Yeah. So that's a, the limitation of the wah shell is the mechanism, which is called a treadle, right? So that little okay. gear that you put ah. on the potentiometer. And then you've got the geared shaft that is pushed up against it with that annoying plastic thing that mm -hmm. gets too loose. And that mechanism is the treadle. And the, the thing about it is it limits your sweep, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't get the full range of the potentiometer. Interesting. And so I had to change the, the circuit a little bit to try and get the range that I wanted in the smaller sweep. Um, and I made it work and it sounds really cool because it allows you to on the fly kind of switch between that blown out filter wah sound and this more ethereal kind of pulled back sound that otherwise you'd need two of them to really do. Mm. And Frank would use it all the time. And most of the ones that I make, I just use, I, I like work with the customers because they're all Frank, Frank fans. And we put like their favorite picture of Frank or cover art from one of the different, like I've made, I don't know, 30 of them and half of them have been unique with like the, like someone wanted the Zappa Crappa picture on it. And now the wah version is in a powder coated black wah with, I'm working with this guy, Fox Chiro who makes pedal toppers for like wahs mm -hmm. and your, your Ernie ball volume. This guy makes super cool stuff. He also works with a ton of other pedal builders, like you know, like you know, um, uh, what is uh, the uh, big ear? Mm -hmm. uh, Karen does. You can get Karen to draw you something, and he'll turn it into a pedal topper. You can oh, get cool. all these cool artists to draw something custom, like your cat or your dog, and get it in a glow in the dark skateboard sandpaper topper that comes very well easily. In, very good instructions on how to get the old one off and this one on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was doing black lives matter ones and he was doing like the old Fanta or not Fanta, those old striped, uh, the like nineties swoosh cup. You guys remember them, the little cup with the swoosh, the blue and purple kind of faded paper cup thing, <laughs> whatever. It's a nineties meme essentially, but I'm working with him to have a picture like this, one of Zappa's covers vectorized. Cause it's all an homage to Zappa. You're not sure. really interested in this pedal unless you're a Zappa fan, but people have asked me for expression versions of it and stuff. And it's hard to do an expression version of it because of the way that the filter control is designed. Um, most, most expression pedals out there will, end up working where they ground part of the signal and that's what they're doing. They're kind of working. 
and this you'd have to isolate it and so it does i can't make something that people might i don't know what expression pedal and there's no standard for expression pedals out there so i'm wary i've made a couple where i've made an expression knob for them so it comes with an auxiliary foot knob that i know works because i just can't guarantee that any old expression pedal would work with it so now i'm just putting it into a wash out myself and we're gonna take pre-orders for that like in a week or so so if you want to know about that sign up for the uh, Cascade Pedals awesome. email list, which is not spam. I don't send it. I only send it out when I have a new thing that is interesting. I'm not sending out weekly deals or whatever. I just, that's, I don't, I hate spam. <laughs> it's good with eggs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. I love that kind of spam, but not anymore. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> Dream of it. Mm. Well, um, that's okay. So, that sounds like a pretty flippin' interesting pedal. Um, and then you're, you're, you are making like more one-offs and stuff like that. Are, are you, are you working on any other pedal that you're going to, I guess, build out in a line kind of like cascade? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got the, I, I did a clone of the axis fuzz and I'm now doing, I, I've been making like, I love octave up. So I've got, I like modular thing ideas too. So I've been designing circuit boards where I can, mix and match kind of like what you know uh analog man would always do this putting two compressors in the same thing or having like the sun lion where you've got the treble booster and the fuzz and i like that idea of making smaller boards and being able to combine them so i've got uh, a couple different fuzzes based off the Jimi hendrix axis fuzz roger mayer's axis which is essentially a silicon fuzz phase and i'm working on a bg fuzz now which is a super fun fuzz that I love. I mean, that's the thing is I just make things that I like and I'm like, this is hard to find. I want to make a better version of this. That's cool. And then I have so much weird, I have weird enclosures and I have weird transistors and just, and so I'm constantly like, I love exploring circuits. So I'm, am always making weird one-offs and like people do tend to respond pretty well on Instagram to them. So yeah. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, the weird art where I'm putting stuff in, you know, game TV game, like, you know, kids game controllers or, you know, similar to what Aisha Lowe does, which is amazing as well. Or say, say hot out in Indonesia. We're all people who like are attracted to these like old, like we were the type of people who see garage sales and yard sales and are like, I'm turning there to buy nonsense. Like people are like, why are you buying this old phone? (laughs) And it's like, you don't know what I can do with this phone. (laughs) (laughs) so how does somebody like yourself find themselves making pedals what's what was your route into this well like i said you know i grew up playing music with friends and back then we didn't know anything and of course obviously we played in a bomb shelter we did not care about our sound it was more about girls and whatever you know um but then getting back into music in college and I've always been the kind of person who likes to take things apart and fix things myself. And um, a photographer, I was mostly doing photography and working in radio, college radio. And so kind of in the technical side of things, you know, cameras and radio equipment. And then I got into drones and so got a soldering iron, building drones. And then when I was living in Philadelphia before, I lived in Philadelphia for a long time. I'm originally from New Jersey and Philly is a better city to be a young person. in, I think than New York. So I ended up in Philly with a lot of other friends who had, I grew up with and musicians taking pictures of concerts and stuff like that. 
And then I got, I, I needed knee surgery and I ended up up, like just not able to take pictures and do photography and walk around and stuff. And so I had stumbled across one of my childhood guitars that I had forgotten about because my grandmother passed away and we're dealing with the storage unit and out comes this guitar in awful shape. And so I'm like, I'm going to fix this. And then, I mean, you guys are familiar. If you're a DIY person and you find a new pathway to go down, you're just like, I want to know everything about putting guitars together. And then it was amps. And then it was, once I built myself an amp, I was like, okay, that I don't need to do that a lot. Like that. I have an amp that I built myself. I'm not gonna. So what's next pedals. And then I started to make pedals. And I think a lot of other builders find themselves in this. They're the kind of people who do just start making pedals. And then all the people around them who are musicians are like, give me that. I want that. I want this. I want that. People start buying your pedals and four years later, I released the Hostortion. You know, it like it didn't. It was kind of a slow build at first, but people were spending money on the pedals and mostly one-offs too. So I was making weird stuff, and it was being appreciated. So I just kept doing it. And you know, originally it was just to pay for gear to to fund the geared habit. Um, We've heard that before. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and then it becomes this thing where you're like, you've learned a bit about how to do a business where you're making a product and you have costs and you start to figure out that kind of stuff. And your mind switches a little bit and gets business oriented. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, why not try? So, and I still have a day job, but, you know, it's, it's the side What's passion. your day job? Well, currently, uh, I am, I've been contact tracing. So I work for my, the state and my local health department trying to combat the COVID. Right on. Yeah, right on. Very good. So as someone who likes to tinker, I think it's one thing to say, I like to take things apart and put them back together. It's another thing to say, Oh, this uh, MOSFET circuit, blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> Obviously there's a learning curve in there. Was there a specific thing that, that you kind of hit and you said, this isn't just taking things apart and putting it back together this part's kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm a hard person to ask. I'm like obsessive and like, I, I absorb lots of knowledge. Remember stuff. People think like people make fun of me. Cause I'm like, someone mentions a fire hydrant and I'm like, do you want to know how fire hydrants were made? And what that, you know, I can tell you the whole history of obscure stuff. And so I'm, I just, when I find out about anything, I like pour into it. And so immediately with pedals, I'm like reading everything Brian Wampler has ever written about circuits. And to a certain degree, like I'm no electrical engineer. I am friends with some and they're making amazing stuff, but like a lot of pedal, especially vintage pedal circuits and, and amp circuits and guitars, it's pretty simple stuff. You know, at the end of the day, we're not talking rocket science. Although people tell me rocket science is pretty simple too. If you're like a particle physicist, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know one of those, I think. <laughs> um, so do you get asked, uh, do you get asked questions by uh, up and coming builders? Yeah, I and well, and thanks to you have had uh, Alec uh, Breslow on here before uh, from Mask Electronic, Mask Audio. Blowing up all over the place. I mean, he he's a little whiz kid for sure, yeah. and he's also of his generation in that he's a very generous person, open and digitally savvy, and so 
he we there's a ton of builders in a discord room that he runs you know free to, people can join as long as you're not a you know mm-hmm. a, a mean person and mm-hmm. you're not going to spam and stuff and you're a builder of course but it's extremely useful and so we all just are bouncing ideas off of each other you're you're designing a pcb and you come to a problem you know whether it's a ground issue or you're trying to you know, you've got a part that you're trying to use. You can't find a library for it. Just like, and it's just this amazing little community. So, um, we all, I, I mean, that's, it's actually in my notes for what I wanted to mention today during the show, which is that the only reason I've been able to make pedals and feel like it was worth doing and, um, something that would be worth continuing to do is because the other people who are making pedals, the other small builders in this country are really awesome people. It's like the maker community, but also like guitarists who like rock out and obsess over rock music too. And, and so, and everyone's been so helpful and is so helpful to each other that, um, yeah, it's a really special community, I think. That's like awesome. No, one, no one's cutting ethics. You know, it's not cutthroat. I, in the photography industry, that was extremely Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> it's like not cool. Well, I really appreciate you kind of bringing us home with that notion because I think every, you know, I get the impression that most people who listen either are builders, um, uh, appreciate builders, or are in some way aspiring to be so. Whether or not it's like I'm going to start my own pedal line, or it's like, hey, I just want to, I want to start tinkering, and that can be really um, prohibitive if you're just like, I, I don't know the things that I don't know, and um, I appreciate you sharing that and and the encouragement of reaching out to the rest of the community if you are thinking about building or just need some help or asking questions. That, you know, they, we got no, a lot definitely. of people who we've had on the show started out that way, and they are reaching down to help. Well, you think about like someone like Josh Scott, who is essentially like still a a reachable person who is like a real human being who's helping his friends and other builders, you know, and is yet extremely successful running a very, you know, they're, they're selling pedals over there. Yeah. (laughs) And and yet he's still this nice guy hyping and repping all his friends. And it's just, it's amazing to see. And if anyone does have any questions, please do reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to help people. That's super cool. That's super cool. All right. Charlie from cascade pedals. Uh, we, uh, appreciate you, man. Um, Jared. Yeah. I think, I think you had a little, uh, thing to share with us. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play a little game called Would You Rather? This week's Would You Rather. You have an old guitar. <laughs> and it is a hollow body. Hollow body. It's a hollow body. It's a hollow body uh, guitar, two pickups. Um, it's kind of like a ES335, but instead it's just a single cutaway. So it's it's a tidbit smaller, but it's a single cutaway. It's a really awesome guitar, but you hate the finish on it. Mm, yes. You hate it. So my question is, because you know, you went to the finisher guy and you asked him or her, should I get a sunburst sparkle 
or should I get this, you know, gray and black and white paisley? It's like, you know, the black and white paisley, like paisley but paisley. with a burst. Yeah, it's a black purse mm-hmm. and it, it bursts into like a silver. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, no, you're fine. <laughs> I'm just trying to describe it the best I can for our listeners. Yeah. Think the Telecaster, um, ca- you like mean like the te- yeah, like, Telecaster Paisley. Yeah. yeah. But it's, black it's and silver? Black and silver, sparkly, Ooh. Paisley yumminess. With, with burst edges? Oh, yes. And well... <laughs> the first is the black. The outside is yeah. all black. The sides are black. The back is black. Back and black. Uh, but it's got white um, trim. It's got white. Um, what Binding. do you call it? Binding. Thank you. Jeez, oh, Pete. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And the other one is like a, it's like a sparkly sunburst, I want to say. Like gold kind of with a, a sunburst over it? Gold with a sunburst. That's and weird how I know this. I know, I know. I, if, you, if you can only see two pictures, the same two pictures I'm looking at, you would understand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you have two choices. And what I just took five years to describe are your two choices. And that that's the only two things that he or she's going to, you know, offer to you because that's all they have left until next year because the mail's down. It's Yeah, slim pickings at the finishing place. <laughs> that's right. So, awesome nice fendery paisley black to silver burst yeah. or sunburst sparkle. I mean, they're both really sparkly and beautiful. I mean, I would love to have both of these things to be honest with you. Yeah. This, this is on a, a semi holler guitar, right? Semi holler guitar. Yeah. Single cutaway. Holla, 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 semi holler guitar. First way I said it. Um, they're kind of slightly smaller than a, than an ES3. So it's kind of like a, a just a slightly bigger than a Les Paul, yeah. but it's how well, and, and it sounds like this finisher is just so anxious to do something besides a normal like shell pink uh <laughs> guitar or something yeah, like that. No time for he has to do so many of them and he's like, I want to do something crazy and I'm gonna give you a good deal on something crazy. Yeah, so which two crazies do you want? He wants to take a picture of it for Nam. Yeah. For Nam. Okay, that sounds like a pretty good one. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Tony. Well, I mean, I think between the two, I think I, I think I'd like the idea of the sparkle sunburst, mm-hmm. but more than the um, more than the uh, the paisley. paisley one. Uh, just to, in in my mind, in my mind's eye, since I don't have the an option of seeing a picture. Oh. Well, uh, Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, but I think that would be kind of cool because it's sparkly and bursty. So it's kind of like uh, a combination of two different finishes. Mm-hmm. I like, that. I like that idea. All right, I'm going. I'm going with that. Yeah, Jared. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it would be easier if everybody saw the photos, but <laughs> I got to tell you, the way this this uh sunburst with the center spot i've never seen that finish really and and it's just even though the paisley's awesome like i love i've got three or four paisley guitars of my own and uh but this one the way the sunburst was done the way the sparkles and the whole thing is just unbelievable yeah um so okay so that's jared and then uh uh let's see charlie what are you gonna do can you imagine this in your head? 
I can. I kind of looked at online real quick at the at the Paisley Telecaster what exists there, and I'm going to go with that. I I'm never been much of a fan of the bursts, to be honest. So, the only bursts I like are the ones that are seventy years old and faded, so they're gold tops. Right. Um, right. I've just never been a fan, and the pay. I like weird stuff, and the Paisleys do look pretty pretty killer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, I too. I mean, everybody. Hopefully, everybody should know it by this point. I do like a gold sparkle, and uh, I uh, over over a sunburst on a larger body guitar look. It it looks pretty awesome. Now that said, I am not particularly a fan of Paisley, but I think that this black and silver. Uh, on this large body with the black with the 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 black burst around it looks pretty flipping cool, especially yeah. with the f holes. I mean, you know, it it just all goes together really really well. But, but then you'd prob- you'd probably have to put a uh, silver sparkle instead of a gold sparkle guard on it, though. <laughs> I would, so that's why I'm not going to do that. Now, I'm going to go for that uh, <laughs> the heavy flake gold sparkle burst. Because yeah. it looks wicked cool, and that was actually inspired by. Um, I was scrolling around. I like watching um, JN Color on uh, Instagram, and if you guys haven't checked that out, um, that's um, it's Jay Nelson. He's the Fender Custom Shop painter out in Corona, California, and he's got a, a really great channel on um, Instagram. I watch that all the time. It's like <laughs> ASMR for me. It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Those are two pretty remarkable finishes. Um, all right. That was a good one, Jared. Uh, let's see here. Tony Balonsky. Yeah. We got a few people to thank. Why don't you uh, take the reins, my friend? We, we have a bunch of people to thank. In fact, we have uh, three extra people to thank. Oh, it's so exciting. This is hot, hot stuff. Why don't you start out with them? I'll read it that way. When I get to that point, Todd, okay. do not rush. You I'm cannot sorry. rush perfection. This is this your is this like is your baking. jam. This is your jam. This is like baking a souffle. You can't rush it. It takes time. <laughs> Folks, at this point of the show, we'd like to thank a special group of people. That's right. These are our executive producers. And you may be asking yourself, what is an executive producer? And more importantly, how can I become one? Quite simple. Head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and you can find a couple of different levels in which you can participate and become a patron, a sponsor, if you will, of this very podcast. There's a bevy of great thank you gifts, things like t-shirts and barefoot buttons and stickers and pics and oh my gosh, it's it's endless, seemingly endless. Yep. But there is a level the executive producer level, they get all that great stuff, but there's one more thing. And Jared, what is that? You get to have your name read on the thing. The name, their name read on the thing. That's what I'm going to do right now. And in honor of having three new executive producers, I'm going to start from the newest to the oldest. Good idea. <laughs> Glad you got it. <laughs> Special thanks to Mr. Ron, S- Rob, not Ron. Ron's his brother, Rob Saxby. Tyler Rines, Gary Cooper. Those are three new people. New three. people. Thank oh, you. Unos, unos dos Gary tres. Cooper. Gary Cooper, not the actor, but a nice executive producer nonetheless. 
How about Douglas King, David Rando, Jason Rausch, John Jackson, Michael DeLucia, John Williams, Ty Carmen, Richard Kendall, James Pennington, Liam Martin, Matt Hart, James White, Brett Alexander, Justin Jones, Doug Gann, John Esterly, Chris Heidel, Brad Partridge, Tyler Bray, John Anglin, Anthony Lanthrop, Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Brian Robison, Ken Sayers, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Chris Carney, John Daly, Martin Cliff, and Tom Brazen. Hey, yo. What else, Tony? Oh, I thought you were. I, I, I like to have to yell at you a little because you interrupt me. Mm-hmm. That's not all, Todd. Oh no, that is not all because the higher echelon, if you will, of executive producers, we like to call them our grand poobas. This special group of people, sponsors, wear a fez that is provided to them during, and they have to wear it during the podcast. I do believe. That's right. And you're listening. Mm-hmm. It's it's required. So if any of these poobas are not wearing your fezes, uh, hop to it right now. You still have a few minutes. Shame. They don't get any pudding if they don't. <laughs> yes. If you don't wear your fez, you can't have any pudding. Special thanks to these grand poobas. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster. Sean S. Manasco, Mark Garten, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, and Tim Nowak. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you all so very much. Uh, let's see, Charlie, where can people find you? Uh, CascadePedals.com and Instagram CascadePedals. And if you're interested in the harmonic energizer in the wash thing, I would suggest signing up for the newsletter. And I promise I will not spam you. As I said, I hate spam. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And Tony, how about yourself? Head over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the wares that I have for sale. Uh, a lot of what I do, almost all of what I do is custom. So... Let me know what you need. Shoot me an email. I will take good care of you. Jared? Well, if you have any broken pickups and you need them repaired, let me know. I do those. Also, we do new pickups that look old. New pickups, all sorts of pickups. Wide range. We do noiseless jazz master. We do, you know, we have our own PAF type pickup. All sorts of goodies, man. BrandonWildPickups.com. Fantastic stuff from both of those chaps. You can send me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. I will be sure to share things with these two clowns. And, um, you know, if you got questions, we'll try to get back to you. If you got things that you just want to share um, or just comment on the show, we'd love to hear it. Especially if you've got a would you rather. We'd love to get would you rathers from people. So, uh, send those to us, will you? And we need to just say a ginormous thank you to Charlie for thank being you, on the show. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, really. It was a pleasure. I've been listening to you guys for years now, so it's an honor right. to be on. Super cool. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, everybody. Go check Charlie Cascade Pedals out and uh, have a great guitar week. And subscribe! Yeah. Uh...
Do, do it live. Mm, yeah. Do it live. How is ice cream keto? It just is, dude. It says keto on the thing. It's so, keto. Oh, it's keto. Apparently, you can keto. eat the whole package. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. It's in a tiny little thing. <laughs> Gluten free. Shoot the moon. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.